0: People
1: change, people change. Hello everybody, this is Noah, and welcome to Change Talk, a podcast where I have conversations with people who are thinking about change and are open to talking about it. Today's episode, we meet none other than myself, Noah Tile. I start off this series discussing the difficulty I have in a very routine behavior of mine, as you will soon see. It is my hope that people sharing their struggle can make us not weaker in the eyes of others, but stronger, more open, more authentic, and more human. It is also my hope that by broadcasting my change talk to the world, I, and others who do so, will have a little more incentive to actually make the change. Please note that this episode was recorded on a phone, in a very stream-of-consciousness sort of way. I hope that despite the poor quality, the message and idea can be heard and understood. Happy listening. This is an informal, live conversation with me about one area of my life that I would like to change. I want to mirror right now just how open this kind of conversation is to people that have never mm. even spent a moment
0: mm. in
1: MI training. Beautiful. Without further ado, I'm going to let Jacob take over.
0: Speak to me about, or even before you start speaking about it in length, why don't we? Select. I mean, you might have it on the tip of your tongue already. Why don't you tell me about something in your own experience that um, is changeable, is readily changeable, is something. Potentially, it's something that has come up for you often. Potentially, it's something that's coming up for you for the first time right now. Mm. Um, But something that, you know, in your immediate experience of existence of, of spending time on this rock is something that you'd like to to modify.
1: Tell us about it. So, people that know me well know that I am quite a big fan of being able to change, of being able to make moves, of being able to make progress in life. And thank God, I I think I've made a lot of that. But I find it really interesting for myself, and I'll be very upfront about it. That there's one thing right now on my mind a lot that is being difficult for me to change, which is that I pick my lip. Mm. So for a very long time, it's like an itch that I've been doing, that I've been engaging Ah. in. I've been picking my lip. So let's say there's a tiny bit of chap. I'll pick that and then it starts and it goes. And then what happens is, is that as it recovers and as it heals my lip, it becomes more agitated. The more that it gets close to healing it gets agitated. And for myself, it's been something that I've struggled with for many different reasons. I've used it in certain ways to as an anxiety reducing method, meaning I would get anxious about something and I would just start to pick my lip because it would give me something physical to like hold on to and distract myself with in some way. Right. And so I've started to, for a very long time, and it's a, it's a funny commentary because it's like I can look at pictures of myself over the last 10 years and one consistent piece of this discussion is that, I, is that my lip is in some way picked. Now it's in different places because I let it heal and then I think I'm making a little opening, it's going to be different, but it doesn't. And so, right now, that's where I'm at. There's this ambivalence. Like, obviously, I don't want to continue to pick my lip. It's a form in some way of harming myself that causes bleeding. But there's some comfort in it that I'm Mm -hmm. not necessarily tapped Mm -hmm. into. But it's both good for me and bad for me.
0: So that's an interesting aspect of it. The comfort of it, right? The habitual, reinforced comfort of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you remember the first time you ever started picking your lip? Or not the first moment, maybe not the first exact experience, but do you remember, can you, can you become present internally mm. to the time where you first started picking the lip? And potentially, if you can, what was
1: going on at that time? It's funny, I mean, I think that it's less important what is objectively true and what's not, but what came up to me is a picture of me when mm. I was mm. 21, I had just graduated from fourth university. All I know is it's me and herding sheep. And I noticed my lip is picked a little Mm, bit. mm. And then I, at times I've looked at photos over the years just to see. And it's been, in some way it's been there. This picked lip. Maybe it's on this side. It's on the right side. It's on the left side. You know, when you look at yourself, it's funny. Like recently I've been on Zoom videos and it's like, I'm looking at myself and it's the opposite because it's, it's like a it's a mere reflection. So it's, you think you're doing something on this side, but it's really that side. And so, but anyway, for me, it's been moving a lot where I pick, mm-hmm. but that's the first time I remember. Right. I mean, at that time there was an itch to just find out what purpose was. I was living on a farm, herding sheep in, in Israel, just graduated from my philosophy degree, really starting to explore. I mean, I'd always been quite a religious person, but really starting to explore religion In a deeper way, and almost hard to hold on to all the changes happening. Mm. And in some way, with all these changes from that point till now, I've changed a lot since then. Yeah, talk about change talk. Sure, but the picking has been consistent. Sure, sure. I mean, you know, just just to
0: contextualize maybe for our listeners. Sure, you know, as as you and I have discussed at length over over a long relationship, I think um, the ability to um, move down the rabbit hole as far as where all these different things are coming from or, or or, better yet the exact moment from which forth this action or perception or internal behavior emerged is again as you were saying less important as relative to how you feel about it in this moment you're coming out of, you're coming out of university you're in this time which is which is, you know, rife with internal and external transformation and evolution. You find yourself winding up at a at a farm in Israel, something that at that point in time made sense to you, right? Mm-hmm. And what emerges is this is this lip picking. And you see it mm-hmm. in relation to these sheep, right? What do you think is what do you think what's the next moment? that you can think of again in that same spirit of what we were talking about Mm. before that each moment doesn't necessarily matter but what is the, the next moment that kind of emerges
1: it's interesting it's not really a next moment it's just this experience that i have that and people maybe can relate it's like when it's like after you come out of the experience you're like okay i don't want to do that so for myself it's like after i pick my lip i don't want to pick my lip anymore and i'm like then i have the clarity oh i don't want to do this anymore right
0: yeah
1: and then there's this weird moment where something triggers it and i'm just pick 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 mm. pick and i and i'm picking it as i'm noticing the mind turn and say hey like it's this little voice like hey like where's like, you don't want to pick you look.
0: both of those things are happening at the same time at the same time the picking and the voice asking the, what's the going picking on with is
1: the picking? right so the picking is because That's the picking so is like satisfying this desire like it's just this desire for maybe symmetry or like right, just right, 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 right. get rid of an well, itch
0: you know i feel like getting closer to this idea of of at what point there was a and, and again it, understanding and, and really having a, a, a real vision of the moment itself is less important but that moment in which um you internally made the leap from um, a casual bystander of your own picking mm. to somebody who's observing yourself picking while not wanting to pick—such an interesting idea. I wonder if you can, if anything comes up for you when I ask that question. I mean, just whether it's a moment or whether it's a, right. a, a, a cognition of the of the progression itself, or like,
1: yeah. you know, you tell me. Yeah, I mean, look, I think that, like, I don't know if this is exactly the case, but for me, it's like when when the cognition comes up where I know and I don't want to be, it means that I've gotten to a point where it's somewhat problematic for me. I may be enjoying it to a certain extent. There is a pleasure embedded in that in some way. But that was a moment where I said to myself, Hey, like I don't want to be doing this because right. I wouldn't be having that thought. Right. I would just be me doing my thing. Sure. sure. But, but perhaps it's just the continual Short-term satisfaction of picking my lip, followed by like, I don't want to pick my lip. This you feels good, you, but I don't like it.
0: You don't want to.
1: I don't so, want to. So 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 why
0: why don't you want to? What is it? What is it that you don't like, or what is it that you don't want? Hmm. Why would you? Why would you really want to make the change?
1: So on the one hand, there's that short-term pleasure. And at the same time, it's like, first of all, it's it's a living representation of my struggle with changing something about myself that I want to change. So it's this visual representation of of, a, of an inner struggle. It's like being exposed in some way. And that's where, you know, part of this conversation comes up is that at one point I was exposed. I am somebody who has made a lot of changes, positive changes in my life. You know, and I feel proud of where I've gotten to. And then it's so interesting at the same time to watch something that, as I've made so many changes, this is still a living representation of, like, of the incompletion of that Mm. in some way. And so, it's that, and it's also a representation in some way for me, how I understand it, of, like, not being as in control of Mm. my movement, of who I am, of what I can be.
0: So... When you say incompletion, is the completion of it complete control? Or how do you experience that?
1: It's not complete control, right? I I understand I can't control all of who I am and what I am and why I am. But I know that this is one thing that physically, like there's a, literally, I'm able to control. Mm. Right. Because it's your your body. It's my body. Like, it's my body movement. And people have unconscious body movements. But what's interesting is that it can be changed. Like, it might be hard but it can be. And I've done it. I've watched myself do it. I've watched the itch, the urge, the need come up and just like, stop. Are there any other physical
0: things that you've had? And you, you speak about, about this kind of completion, this this process that you've engaged in yourself, which is that of, if I understand you correctly, um, is that of you know tuning into who you are and you're your, your internal sentiments, your external activities based on your internal and, and being able to grab hold of these things and being able to um, manifest change in those, in those aspects that you, that you feel the need to.
1: Um, yeah, I can think of an example right now that comes up for me is that I used to set an alarm, for example, um, but have the alarm near my bed. And also, I wasn't that resolute about getting up, so there was that ambivalence to change about getting up. But once I moved my alarm clock in the last few months, I have gotten up every day right when my alarm goes off. I just walk, out of, I just walk up to get that alarm and mm. I'm like, I want to maybe go back, but that's not going to last. And if I can just move 10 minutes into the future, I know they'll have that time. And so that's an example for me of like a physical change. Right. But as yeah, you yeah. said that, I did remember what came up for me earlier, which was a, a friend of mine, a, a close friend of mine, 15 months ago point out my pick lip picking Mm, 15 months ago around 15 months ago and it was so interesting like the way that he was talking was you know you can stop like you can do it and was like trying to just tell me about it and since that time i've been super self-conscious about the fact that like this is a piece of myself that's public in some way Right, right and uh but but you know it's been on my mind i know i've been able to make changes in the past physical changes that are right. really ingrained and i just hope that i can make that i can make waves with this and i know that i've said this many times and i'm ambivalent yeah. about it because there's a part of it that's pleasurable like i said like it it just gives me something to hold on to and and like it's a stress reliever in some way it's a distraction i notice i do it when i'm more anxious in general give
0: me a, give me a brief mm. pardon sorry to cut you off if, that's okay if, if that did happen but give me a brief uh you know just just mental synopsis mental picture of of that experience of moving your alarm clock like
1: yeah okay just just just
0: paint that picture for me really so, quickly
1: and i'll tell you because this morning for example i was texting and i was like late late at night last night my, my phone ended up being beside my bed right so when the I'm phone's sure. bes- so here's the thing and and i was listening to a podcast with one of my favorite authors cal newport He, we were, so one of the things that I was experimenting with was, okay, so there are little behavioral changes that I, that I can experiment with. So for example, for Cal Newport, it was automating, if you will, automating his lunch and breakfast routine. So instead of mental energy being expelled about like what he wanted to eat or not eat, he's so focused on what he wants to do that he just says, you know what? I'm going to eat more or less the same thing for breakfast and lunch. It's going to be healthy. It's going to be great. Dinner, I'm going to have my pleasure. I'm going to cook. I'm going to enjoy the meal, the production of food. But I'm just going to let those particular meals be themselves. I'm going to automate it. And I've taken pretty strong hold of that in the sense that I've tried to automate getting up in the morning. Instead of this being a big battle, it's like I imagine myself. And I'm not. I'm a soul. I'm a living being, breathing person. But I am, but I have imagined myself just as a robot. The robot is programmed to get up. And I just mm. get up. Mm. And the, and the way I do that is I facilitate the environment for that. So when my phone is 10 feet away from the bed, I have to get up. Right. And during that get up time, three and a half seconds, that's almost triple the yeah. amount of time that one and a half seconds is for me to grab the phone beside my bed. Right. And because there's that one and a half second difference, I can have three more thoughts about the fact that I want to get up, and just physically do it, even though my brain's telling me not to. Mm-hmm. And that's how I conquered that. Do you,
0: do you find that thinking about yourself in that way contributes to that
1: process, to that physical process? Totally, you do. Because because even though I see myself in many ways, I see uh-huh. myself as a spirit. I'm, you know, sure. I have many different perspectives about myself, but in that moment, it's just a great narrative. It's like the robot, and I do this with, with clients I work with in screen time. It's like, right. you can choose to try and beat the, 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 the technology that's been produced to keep you on, or you can just outsource it. And it's like, you can have robot type technology outsource your free will uh-huh. and just help you focus and uh-huh. it's like for me if i can tap into that internally and just say hey i just got to get up like i'm getting up like even though it doesn't matter what my brain tells me because my value in the past was i want to get up the first time my alarm goes up uh-huh. Uh-huh. because i want that extra 45 minutes i want to have more time in prayer and chill and morning routine and learning and so, so it's almost as if diluting
0: the internal dialogue yeah. to, to equate to what's happening externally enables you to, to go about that. Okay, that, that's, sure. that's, that's beautiful. But also there's right.
1: an internal moment in the past where I say, hey, sure, it's my value. I really value the idea of getting enough sleep. Sure. Don't get me wrong. Sure, I get sure, a good sure. amount of sleep, but once I want to get that's, up, that's my goal. Right. Anything less than that is not what I want. And I understand that there's nuance to that. I'm not saying that I need to be an a dictator to my own being. Right. But it's great feeling to just get up and know that I can rely on myself to get up. So
0: it's so it's sourced in something larger is what yes, you're saying. Exactly it's sourced in a larger conversation which then becomes diluted for the purpose of simplistically understanding how you can carry it out physically. Sure. That's wonderful. The reason I'm 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 asking this line of questioning is really to get at the you know, the process in which you may or may not already have a vision for, as far as how you would go about making this particular change mm. in your life. Right. You know, I mean, there. I think it's very powerful sometimes if 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 it exists to be able to draw off another experience. Mm. Especially something as relatable as something physical, something that you've moved through, something that you know in this in this stage of life you can truly reflect on. Um, 100%. What is it? What is the process that you feel like? Again, mm. you may have a vision for it. You may right. not. Maybe this is your first time thinking about it. Right. What, what are the steps? What are the mechanics? What are the, the, the maybe, maybe the, even the internal processes, as we were saying before, of simplifying a much larger, mm. expansive internal dialogue that you would really take to, to go about something like this?
1: I think you're nailing it on the head. There's a, there is a process, and, and the process is is that in this conversation, for example, I have a clarity that I don't want to pick my lips. I know it's important to me, but I also want to prepare myself for when I get itchy, if you will. <laughs> and when that happens, that's fine. That comes up. For me, I think the number one way that I will go about this change, if I had to really think about it, is just to be mindfulness of the itching. Mm. Is just like... Be very clear, I want to stop picking my lip. Picking my lip will not solve the problem of having completely clean lips that aren't chap. And just doing my best with all that power, like the hands behind my back metaphor. It's like, you don't want to, so you don't have to. And even when it comes up, like, if I need to, I can squeeze my hands and be like, I really want to do this, but I won't but I don't want to. Mm -hmm. And if I can just keep continuing to do that, because I've seen it myself. I've seen it happen in the past where a certain part of my lip was picked and then it stopped. It healed. And so I need to give it the time in between when it's fully picked and when it's healing and it Mm -hmm. gets more itchy. I just need to be really able to connect to the mindfulness of itching. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's a sensation, just noticing the sensation. And when I maybe get stressed instead of picking my lip, Maybe I grab Play-Doh because I really connect with holding Play-Doh and playing with it. Or I just Play-Doh. do something to let the sensation pass me through because it won't last forever. It's not going to last forever. No.
0: Mindfulness is a, is a beautiful place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, it, do, you, do you feel as though that's something that you've engaged in before in the past in relation to this? absolutely
1: a few months ago i noticed that i really let it i let it i just kept reminding myself like i got up in the morning and i said like today is not it's not a pick day today right every day it's new like it's not like because in the past for example i've gotten up early and people i think people mistake this in general like they think you make a change and so then you've automatically changed for the future but it's not it's an every day I haven't conquered it just because I've done it and I did that in the past and then I patted myself on the back and then it's like oh I can indulge it's just a funny thing it's like no it's like I don't this is something that like I don't want to indulge in it's not a value of mine right but it's going to be a constant maintenance but I am confident that if I just continue that mindfulness of itch and just notice that it's there and it's changing it's not the static thing it's like oh I feel it I hear it that's interesting. Okay. And just let that be. And if I start to pull out in that moment somehow. Mm-hmm. How I don't know.
0: So what was it before in the past? You you mentioned there's been certain moments even even quite recently where you've introduced that into your into your, you know, mental mainframe for the day. Yeah. Has there been anything that you feel in the past that has stood in the way of you being able to carry that out? Or, yes. or is there a particular moment or, or s- sequence of moments that comes up in which you felt very grounded in that, in that objective, in that
1: activity, and it didn't necessarily pan out? It's, it's, when, I, it's when I feel like somehow it's, okay, like, it's like I'm stressed or I'm anxious. And so it's, oh, it's fine. Like, it's fine. And on one level, I know it's fine. Like it's not the end of the world. Like I I live a great life. I do well in what I do. Thank God. That it's like, so what? This is not something, I don't want this. I don't want this. And I want to hear myself like in the moment, like I don't want this. And the truth is I've seen myself change in other ways. We just talked about the alarm. Yeah, I'm capable. And for people listening right now, I want to be very clear, even though you've probably had, you could have had multiple conversations like this in the past. It doesn't mean that you're living fatalistically. And I think that part of what a human being is, and especially in our, in our tradition, in our Jewish tradition, we're not slaves to the stars. We have a power, a creative power being created in the image of God, us having massive creative potential. I'm not stuck in that place just because I have been in the past. Sure. And even though sure. I may start picking again after this conversation, it doesn't mean I'm stuck after that.
0: No, certainly not. Certainly not. And that's the key. There is, there, there is power in knowing where you've fallen short in the past, though. Absolutely. Of course. What aspect of your past sequences of movements in relation to, to the picking, where is it that you think you've fallen short? Where have I fallen short? Yeah, where where have you been unable to to to, to, to taste that to remain consistent and persist in the face of it? There might not be any level at work uh, of 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 work at which, if you've put in that much work, you're not going to become successful in what you're mm-hmm. doing.
1: Um, no, but I think it's important to ask me what what has what might get in the way. Yeah, exactly. of that clarity, sure, and I think that sure. it's 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 well, if, if if there's been insights in that. No, way, but I if think that there been has insight. been for me. It's like. It's not a lack of, like, my values have changed. I now want to be a lip picker. It's just (laughs) the power of the moment has taken over. Yeah. And I've just almost, in a way, like, believed that I don't need to change that, even though I know I want to. Um, But I know that one thing that will definitely keep me moving in that direction... Is just to remind myself visually of the hand behind my back metaphor, Mm. which just means like, can't do it. My hands are behind my back. Sure. Like, can't do it because it's so accessible. It's so accessible. And it's like, and so after, you know, after a period of time of of failing, like I I just assume I'm just going to continue to fail. Uh Uh-huh. And I want to be clear. I may continue to fail. Sure. But I'll remember this conversation. Sure. And I'll remember how important it is to me. And I'll remember I've made that public. Absolutely. And part of the strategy for some people is to make other people accountable for their changes they want to make so that not to shame them. Sure. Not to make them feel bad, but just to say, hey, you got another ally in the world who cares about you making this change. So it could be the case, friends, that in a month, Jacob Walker calls me up and asks me about my lip picking. How's it going with that? Just Uh having other people in that world reduces the shame. Like just sharing this reduces the shame and makes me feel more open and more hopeful. And that's really what I want to leave it off for now. I think we've done a lot of exploration for it. I'm just super thankful that you've made the time to do this for me.
0: I mean, whether it's through the physical mechanism of picking your lip or or really anything, the time is here, the time's always here. Been a pleasure, my friends.
1: And that's your first episode of Change Talk. I'm happy to report that since the recording of this podcast, a few weeks have passed, my lips are healed, and lip picking is no longer a problem for me. So thanks for motivating me. Take care. Editing for this podcast is done by the lovely Atara Shields Tile. Music and theme song by Hope and Social in their album Yorkshire Electric EP with the song People Change.